What's up, guys? Episode 7, lucky number 7 this time. How y'all doing? Hope y'all doing well. Hope you guys had a good week. Uh, we've had a, you know, adventurous week, I would say. Mm-hmm. But we just got back from Disneyland yesterday. It was, a, you know, it was fun. It was fun times at Disneyland. We did it very efficiently, of course. But, uh, yeah, we had a rough, all of us had a rough morning. And, you know, here we are now. Uh, you notice I'm not wearing my chains today because of the rough morning. I uh, had an explosion of a drink accident in my room. And let's just say I, f- I just got sick of it and I left my room and I came here. So I forgot a lot of things. So, yeah. Hello. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, to be honest, man, I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, no, me too. I feel like, you know, I had to mention it because if I didn't, people would think I took it off because of the criticism I've been getting. You know what I mean? <laughs> But, you know, to be fair, I can give a fuck what you guys think about the chains, so, you know. Yeah, it's like a complete set. Like, the hat, the glasses, and the two chains. I know, I know. It's just, I feel, I, I really feel naked without it, man. So, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe the energy is different this time around without yeah. the chains. You never know, man. You never know. <laughs> the chains do bring some positive juju. We're going to try to subsidize that positive juju with these House Roots coffee drinks. Shout out House Roots, one of the best coffees in the valley. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, man, hope hope your morning has been better than mine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mine's fine. I think you, I think you nailed it. The mm-hmm. morning has been rough. But um, that being said, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us here at Brew Talk, the number one slept-on podcast for creators in the world. That is a fact. We check the data every day, and that every is still day. a fact. Um, <clears throat> we cover everything in the creator economy. Today, we'll be pulling something out of the topic bucket covering it completely raw so that means we did not prepare for this in any way everything you're hearing is the first time we're talking about it we do not collude there's no collusion no collusion at Uh, all and uh yeah we're excited about it so maybe let's get started yes sir yes sir let's see what's going on today god the chair is so terrible man you know i do my best not to move and it just still makes noise all right let's see (laughs) let's see oh see what we got today oh this is my writing is hollywood what it used to be mm, damn i forgot we had this one in there nice that's a good one that's a really spicy one too because <clears throat> we're la la residents right so for those of you who don't know chris and i both grew up in los angeles and uh or or actually i should say the greater Los Angeles area. Yeah, the because, greater Los Angeles. Because we are in the San Fernando Valley. Uh, don't dox us. Because no. <laughs> I already moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're both in the San Fernando Valley. And I think um, this one is pretty near and dear to us. Because, we, I mean, this, this is our home, right? And a lot of people come to Los Angeles and they try to... You know, especially creators trying to make a name for themselves, actors, directors, writers, etc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Trying to make a name for themselves, and we're here, and we're saying, uh, yeah, we've been here from the jump, uh, the jump from you know, <laughs> the delivery room. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, so we 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 feel personally collect personally connected to Hollywood. Yeah, right, definitely. And um, a lot of what's been circulating online has been, hey, is is Hollywood still even necessary? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's a very interesting question. And a lot of that been, has been kind of ricocheting around the online world because people don't need to be in Hollywood to become famous, which right. traditionally was the case. Right, right. 
And we're seeing here now, you know, people are coming up in their own cities. We've covered that before yeah. in, the, in a previous podcast. And um, but I don't want to focus on other cities necessarily. What I really do want to focus is on is has Hollywood and the industry, I think, is the main question. Mm-hmm. Has that changed? Right, right, right. I um, think it's definitely different nowadays. I think um, I, I, I will say that people do still strive to become actors and actresses in Hollywood, in the industry. But it's definitely, I would say, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's definitely a lot. Um, I think there's a lot more eyes on the social media world now just because people are doing their own shorts, they are doing their own skits, and they are doing their own short films and, and movie-length films on YouTube. And so... I definitely do think there's a higher opportunity for someone to get seen. But at the same time, you kind of look at it, there's so many people doing it. So who knows, even if you're going to get seen, because there's so many people do, trying to do it, right? Mm. Um, I will I will say it's not what it used to be, but it's also, it's still something that people want to become if they're in the creator economy era and like acting is something that they've always wanted to do yeah right? so I, I guess for me like when you say it's not what it used to be like what makes it for you personally not see it be completely different today or or be different uh i just think it's like the well, well first of all i think it's like the caliber of movies and just i don't know the the actors and actresses of the generation that we see you're i don't think you're gonna see well, I mean, I'm not saying you're never going to see them again, but it's really hard to kind of see the actors that we have now, the actresses that we have now, you know, like someone that could fill in their shoes, you know what I mean? Like a Leonardo DiCaprio or like a Denzel Washington or or these like really high caliber actors. You don't really see much new names popping in, especially coming in from like the creator economy era. So you're saying like in traditional media, you yeah. feel like we're not making more we do, we're making less Leonardos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not saying that, you know, there should be a thousand Leonardos. But it, it's there's not much that like stands out to me, you know. But I do think um Hollywood in essence is changing because who knows where it's going to be because of the of the creator economy. Right. Of just everything that's happening on social media. Who knows where if Hollywood is going to be Hollywood anymore, you know, because there's so much of that going around. Yeah. I think for me, when I look around and I and I think about all of the media that's that's coming out, I look at it as YouTube. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I just ate. (laughs) Look on YouTube. (laughs) Can't catch a break. Um. <laughs> you want to have a discussion no, with, your, with your stomach no, no, today? Stomach Should I cooling. leave? No, the stomach is cooling, man. Go. All right. So when I when I think about the traditional media that I that I've been seeing, uh, most of it is moving online. So the division between kind of like media that you're seeing. Uh, I guess you could say professionally, mm-hmm. Hollywood-esque media is all moved online. Mm-hmm. Whereas traditionally we thought about it as being in theaters, which it still is, um, and being on television. Yeah. And I think people are consuming less and less traditional television and 
probably consuming less less movies. Yeah. Like in general in the theaters. Mm. Um, and that's because the market uh, is now competing with all the, I don't want to say DIY creations. That's a weird way to put it. I guess what I would say is uh, non-traditional Hollywood media. Yeah. Right? And all the things on YouTube or on Vimeo and I would even consider now TikTok reels, etc., to be like a subdivision of of media created by creators themselves. Yeah. So, um, I think there's just a less of, less of an emphasis on the importance of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I, I don't generally think that Hollywood is like changed is a weird word because it's like what really changed? I think just the landscape changed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Its importance changed. Mm-hmm. Yes, it still reigns supreme in many ways because of the budgets associated with a lot of the feature films that come out yeah. and television shows. But for the most part, I would see I would say that you know we're seeing budgets start to increase on the independent creator side. Yes, we have. Yeah. Right, like when Mr. Beast throws ten million dollars at a video, mm-hmm. um, that's comparable to a Hollywood film. Yeah. Right. And of course, obviously, he has different intentions than a Hollywood film yeah. does, and the distribution is different, mm-hmm. um, and all of that. But still, the it seems like the importance of the Hollywood gatekeepers is kind of diminishing. And you can see it. Uh, so I, I've been seeing some tweets online of these like Hollywood execs. And I wouldn't say that they're necessarily. Uh, I, st- I think they're really disconnected still. Mm, mm, mm. I don't think they see the importance of the creator economy. In fact, I would say most people today, um, if you're not running in our circles, right? If you're not part of a creator economy, like circle of some sort or community, or you listen to us or you watch YouTube regularly, right? you probably think not much has changed. Mm-hmm. But uh, once you start to see that people are doing things more independently and you see how the, you kind of follow the money, you understand that like the money is definitely moving uh, in different directions when it comes to entertainment. Right, right. You know? No, I definitely agree. Um, and, and to be fair too, like I, I, I do find myself, well, I definitely don't watch TV anymore. I don't remember the last time I like actively wanted to go on tv and watch something unless it was like a sports like something with sports or something of that nature but i never really like was like pop on the tv i don't even i don't even have cable at the house you know so so everything is like streamed for me and to be fair i i I enjoy watching just different youtubers and creators more than like some movies you know it's just Mm -hmm. because uh at least with like the watching the creators and stuff like that i think it's more so like their own creativity their own imagination rather than something coming off a script you know it's like something that they truly like they they told the story they're they're from the beginning and and, you know they kind of wrote written everything and i i really do enjoy that because it's like you know it takes a lot of creativity to come with something for yourself rather than having like a hundred people that work on this production and try to come with something all these writers and stuff like that you know um but it, it, it is interesting, and I do think that what you said earlier about how people don't really kind of take the creator economy seriously, especially like like Hollywood in itself, I do I do agree. I don't think Hollywood looks at like YouTube, especially YouTube, or just like these content creators and like look at them in a serious light. Like I think they're like, oh, these are just like kids trying to like just become viral or something. They're not serious about 
like being a quote unquote act like a traditional actor or actress right and it's really saddening to see because as i do like some of these creators are like genuinely really talented you know yeah they might not be great actors no right and uh you know if we're talking about theater and acting sure there's probably um well, I'm sure there's. I don't look for them. Let's put right. it that way. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I'm. I. I don't consume a lot of like indie shorts or things like that. Mm-hmm. I know you probably consume more than I do. Yeah. So you. You know. So there's probably great actors out there. And they're just not being like. <clears throat> they're just not as notable as some of the, the traditional Hollywood names. Yeah. But uh, in terms of just creating video content. Uh, I think a lot of Hollywood is overlooking that. So, and what's interesting is I think, um, we're seeing these these executives talk almost like if you dig deep they talk pretty poorly about like independent creators yeah and it makes sense it's a defense mechanism Mm -hmm. right it's like they're this is their entire world so they feel like they're threatened in some capacity Mm -hmm. so for them to like you know shit on another creator it, it or shit on an independent person they're just like oh this person's illegitimate like they're not dealing with it in the way we're dealing it. They're not looking at the market and yeah, not, yeah, you yeah. know whatever whatever they have to say. Um, but to your point earlier, I really like that because people are looking at attacking creativity um, a little bit in in more of a scrappier way mm-hmm. because they don't have large budgets, because mm-hmm. they don't have huge teams, because they're just like independent, right? They're, this is just them mm-hmm. so the creative freedom that comes with that is amazing but also the scrappiness you gotta respect oh yeah 100 percent. it's just they they would literally do whatever it is that needs to be done to make a scene or to make whatever they need for that video and it's it's honestly pretty awesome to to see that too just like the amount of hustle and just not giving up and like persevering that take especially for just like one person right to just do all that it's really inspiring as well to know that they were able to pull this off on their own and you know it's even it's even really cool if if, if they talk about it as well like what they had to go through and stuff like you know a lot, a lot of these a, a lot of people including even us i'm sure when we watch a lot of things we never really know what happened behind the scenes you know we never really know what goes on what they had to do what they had to overcome you know it's really it's a it's a really inspiring story for sure yeah really the only thing that i see hollywood being different than than a traditional media is the type of distribution they have Mm -hmm. uh because if you think about it again they distribute they distribute to platforms directly like netflix amazon prime etc and then they distribute to theaters directly Mm -hmm. um and then they have large marketing budgets that distribute everywhere you know certain media to like you know different whatever billboards or benches or what Mm -hmm. have you Mm -hmm. um and i see that just being kind of a little bit different than how someone would distribute if they were independent so someone who's independent independent creator they're just typically record yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) steps are a lot simpler they record and then they put it on the platforms they think they want to put it on where they think their audience is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whereas like Traditional media will like film something or do something and uh, distribute to like a platform that they could sell it to. Like yeah. Netflix, a deal or mm-hmm. some sort. Uh, so very different. Mm-hmm. And then there's these like hybrids right now that we're starting to see come out where it's like they maybe made something with 
being independent in mind. And then lo and behold, they end up selling the piece of content to a distribution platform like mm-hmm. Netflix. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, I think we've seen that with hot ones, for example. Yeah. 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 They, they started a show on YouTube. They released it for free and then they sold um, they, or they made a deal with Netflix to be on Netflix for a certain amount of money and now they're being distributed on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of like these independent, you know, studios or people are starting to kind of, the, it's getting muddier. Yeah, right? yeah. It really is. And I, I do see it pretty, not often, but I do see it where I, fo- I would follow, follow a creator or a YouTuber that has their own show. They made it from scratch or whatever it is. And they get picked up by different distribution companies. Like, hey, we really like what you're doing. Do you think you can do like a season on here? You know, we'll, we'll work out a deal, blah, blah, blah. And then obviously for them, it's a good deal because one, they're getting a bigger budget to do it. Two, they're getting probably, they're getting paid really well. And it's on a bigger platform as well. Like another platform, like why not take, take that opportunity, you know? And it's really, it's really dope to see, but it's very... It's definitely very interesting because at that point, it's like, how many, how much is that going to happen? And then at that point, like, what are the requirements for you to even be picked up by something like that? How long do you have to be doing that? Yeah. Because um, I, I know there's there's shows out there and like, I know Good Mythical Morning is something, someone that you've covered before, you know, they've gotten picked it up, picked up multiple times by different distributors and different shows and stuff like that. But, you know, they've been doing that for 10 plus years. Yeah, no. and what's good about the way I think the way they're attacking traditional or funny, it's funny to call Netflix traditional distribution because it's not really traditional because yeah, 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 yeah. it's a new it's a new way to consume more traditional media. Mm-hmm. But let's for the sake of this conversation say that Netflix is traditional. What's great about the way that they're approaching uh these platforms is they come with a lot more leverage. Mm-hmm. So if you think about people who are writers or directors or um, people who are trying to make a new series of a show, producers, whatever, they're trying to make new shows, they have to pitch the studio with a pilot of some sort. Yeah. And the pilot is usually either getting uh, greenlit or, you know, Trash. turned down. Yeah. So when that happens, they have to, they don't have much leverage. They can't say like, look, we know, we know a million people are going to watch this mm-hmm. because we have a million people already watching this. They can't say that. Yeah. But Good Mythical Morning, Hot Ones, etc. They can say, we already have this huge audience. Yeah, they already have a fan base. So they have way more bargaining leverage for those specific deals, mm-hmm. which puts them in a posi- better position. Right. Which is ultimately why this is so exciting and the creative economy is so exciting because we're taking the power, that, the power dynamics and we're kind of evening it out a little bit more. Yeah, no, definitely. You're bringing in, especially if you've been doing it for, uh, you know, a good amount of time, you have a good amount of following, you're bringing in a community as like that pitch leverage to companies and companies will look at that and be like, okay, like this person has a point, like this guy is going to get probably instantly at least like a, like a good amount of people already going to be either subscribed to just watch this um, or just have a better likelihood of it succeeding at least for a season. And it's really, it's really cool to see because that, that leaves room for a lot of creativity that you're able to do. And it's, it makes it makes being a content creator a bit more powerful, especially if you're leaning towards building a community around it as well. You'll definitely have much more leverage with that, you know, than just trying to just kind of, I would say, just being a creator for yourself, you know? Yeah. 
And I want to take it one more step further while we're on the subject where I think creators are the ones who are honestly taking the most uh, or pushing the envelope the most. Mm -hmm. They are coming up with the most creative ideas because for them, they are trying to differentiate in a market. Whereas I think today, we all know this, Hollywood is kind of pumping out the same IP over and yeah. over and yeah. over. Yeah, it's like it's like rewritten or remastered. Basically, it's just done over. I mean, again. do we need another Spider Man? <laughs> I know you like Spider Man. Right, right, right. I do, I do. But I, I agree. It's it's getting to a point where it's almost like you're seeing the same movie, but it's just kind of with a different person, maybe a slightly different like description of the movie. Or if not that, we're seeing multiple, multiple sequels of a movie. It's like, do we really need this? You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I just saw... Um, I, I, I don't know if you know it, but I just saw, like, this preview shot of, like, Equalizer 3. It's with Denzel Washington. And don't get me wrong, the first two Equalizers are great. But then it's like, dang, do we really need another one? And it's almost like, as much as I love John Wick, the fourth one is coming out. I was like, dang, do we really need another one? You know? And it's... Uh, it's definitely it's funny because there's just so much sequels happening or just so much stuff stuff being redone now. Like Disney's doing the whole redone process now. And it's like, dang, like they can literally do this for years because there is so much that could be redone and people would just eat it up, you know? Yeah. And would you I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, you know. I think I think there's both sides to it because it's really nice to see it in today's quality than what it was back then but then if you really think about it, like that means we're probably going to get this again in 10 years it makes the studios more risk averse yeah because they are now understanding that if we pump out another marvel movie we know it's going to do x amount of dollars right right um so we're, we're, we know for sure, hey, we should do this because we're going to make money on yeah, it. Yeah, regardless. Regardless. So why would we try to come up with a new story? Mm-hmm. Why would we try to put on new actors? Why would we try to do this when we know the formula works? Mm-hmm. We would take far fewer risks and overall we're going to get the same stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And that's what I'm saying. I think creators are really pushing envelopes here and they're in the position crazy enough creators are in the position just like how startups in tech are in the in this in the same position they have the ability to move more nimbly mm-hmm. they can try things out very quickly they can try new stuff out very very quickly because mm-hmm. it's a small operation yeah um small you know uh it's just them making all the decisions mm-hmm. there's less gatekeepers right so they're able to do all this cool stuff and try it and they obviously more often fail than not. Yeah. But when they succeed, they, it's extremely creative usually. Extremely creative. So why I think that's so cool is because we're really seeing a lot of, and we've talked about startups in the past, and I've worked in tech for yeah. the most part. And I'm seeing businesses operate, small businesses and startups operate almost exactly like small creators now, where you're, you're, um, the opportunity comes with how small and nimbly Mm-hmm. and the opportunities for small startups if you're making a company of some sort is is it's just that you can try something very quick very very fast and people always get caught up like how am i going to compete with you know how am i going to compete with the studio how am i going to keep compete with a company that has so much money mm-hmm. well the truth is that you're not going to compete in that way no you're gonna you're gonna operate in a way that 
they can't, mm-hmm. which is quickly, efficiently, failing faster, mm-hmm. um, less gatekeepers, less checks and balances. Uh, you don't need to go talk to the director of marketing, the director of product, yeah. the director of engineering, the director of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the director yeah, yeah, of operations. Yeah. Yeah, like you don't need all these layers. You mm-hmm. just press play, record, shoot it out. Mm-hmm. And that's a beautiful thing. That oh, speed yeah. is undervalued. Oh yeah, for sure. Because if you think of a bigger company, they can't really make too much mistakes. And if they do, you see the the repercussions of it. You know, people are getting laid off left and right. Or, you know, they're silent for some odd months. Or, like, they just don't really do anything else after that. You know, like, we see that in gaming companies. We see that in regular... We see that in just individual people, like Hollywood actors, having that issue. They say something, they're gone. You know what I mean? It's It's no... It's no mystery why a large company that's publicly traded, things, companies like Google mm-hmm. or Meta uh, or, or what have you, it's no, it's no mystery that they're not, that they, they're, they're slower to ask, act and take risks mm-hmm. uh, because they have so much, first of all, they have so many shareholders mm-hmm. that are going to, you know, be very upset with them if they don't mm-hmm. uh, or if they do take risks and fail. So the it's just natural to be more risk averse. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why Google doesn't really do anything that crazy anymore. Yeah. Right? They they try things maybe like I think the craziest thing they tried recently was Stadia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And they and completely flopped on that. It completely flopped on that. And and look at how much like coverage there was on the yeah. fl- on the failure. Yeah. And then the shareholders are upset and da 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 and it's like when that happens and we, we feel so negatively about a company doing something new, it's less likely that they're going to try to operate on doing something new rather than just trying to make their products that they do have marginally better to keep the stronghold or monopoly on whatever it is that they have, right. aka search in Google's mm-hmm. context. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's it, it's definitely under, like what you said before, it's undervalue what creators in this day and age have. And it's the ability to try something new. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Try something else right away. You know, you can have a million, millions of, of ideas and you just got to hope that one of them does well. You know, and if one of them does well, great. Okay, you can, the, the great thing about that is that you can keep put, pushing out that content or you can remember that that one does well and you can do something else that's new. And if that one fails or if that one does well, you can keep going on and on and on and on. You know, and it's it, it really gets your creativity going. And it's something that doesn't uh, it, it's it's something that like I would say that kind of fulfills you a little bit, because if you're able to do multiple different things and able to like kind of scratch an itch, you, you definitely don't feel kind of trapped or like kind of like, man, I really don't want to be doing this for like five years, six years, seven years. You know, uh, we do see that with like, let's say, for instance, you know, n- not not to harp on any like streamers or anything like that you know i I watch my streamers i love these video game streamers but you do kind of see that you know they all they do is play games chat with the community maybe play some different games there's even people that like play a game if they play something else a community bashes them for it because they're like oh you're not playing the new this new whatever it is right Mm. and you can kind of see that it's like yeah it's really draining whereas you know, if some if someone just comes in and be like, hey, I'm just going to do whatever you, I want. I'm going to play whatever I want. I'm going to do whatever it is. And if you guys kind of like it, cool. And then it's 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 a bit more blessing than that. And you see a lot of streamers kind of leaning towards that now where they're just playing whatever they want. And they're going to slowly see who their real fans are. 
Right. right? They almost like are setting the expectation earlier that like, Ex- hey, we're multifaceted. Exactly. I don't want to just play whatever. Exactly. Overwatch. We see so many streamers now moving to that point where it's like, hey, this game looks interesting to me. I'm going to stream it. If you guys like it, or if you guys don't, I don't care. Like, I like what this is, you know, rather than now it's like, I'm just going to play Call of Duty for freaking two years straight, you know, like that in itself is tiring you know like you really don't want to wake up and play games at that point it kind of ruins it for you mm. uh so that's why you know with with how social media is with tiktok the reels on instagram and even now like snapchat spotlight and all these things um it's it's great to see people trying multiple different things because you know you never know what's going to be the next big thing at all you know and so just the, the fact that you're able to keep your creativity flowing is beautiful especially as a content creator world Yeah, man, definitely. I totally Mm -hmm. agree with that. And uh, I just want to go back to the question real quick because it says... Is Hollywood what it used to be? Yeah, so on that that note, I mean, I think Hollywood is... I would say if, if I had to answer the question literally, I would say Hollywood is not what it used to be because I think Hollywood has less attention than it used to have. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And does that mean that we won't see hollywood being a powerhouse does that mean we will not see hollywood people moving to hollywood no i think people will continue to come to la even though they really don't need to yeah we've yeah. talked about this uh-huh. um and i and i think just in general it's kind of like how we talk about the bay area it's like people will talk move to the bay area for tech even though they don't really need to mm-hmm. it's just kind of one of those places it's nice to have a geographical location where people are kind of all going to yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and there's benefits and pros and cons to that whatever but is Hollywood what it used to be? My answer would be no. I would say, well, what, what do you think? Final thoughts. I would say, you know, I think I said it in the beginning, uh, and I'll say it again. You know, I, I don't think it is what it used to be. But um, as you said before, I don't think it's going anywhere, though. Like, it's not what it used to be, but I definitely don't see it kind of going anywhere. There's always going to be a big thing for Hollywood, no matter what decade it, it is. Um, is it, but is it going to be all the attention on Hollywood as it used to be? No, definitely not. I think the attention is, especially with the generation growing up, the attention is definitely elsewhere these days, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, and we see it a lot in like theaters and stuff like that. Everything is just mainly on your phone. So yeah. it's like, you know, you're going to be doing a lot more of that than being in movie theaters. Agreed. And I do think that, um, this distribution of power is a good thing overall, right? Yeah. We don't need Hollywood to be the only place that someone can get attention or mm-hmm. become uh, have higher production values and all right. that stuff we don't need that in, mm-hmm. in this world i think that that eliminating the gatekeepers is a good thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i know and having people that you know make quick short films or you know something that's 20 30 minutes you know sometimes that's better than a whole hour and a half sitting in something that maybe you might not like but you paid for it you know definitely so yeah i mean that's our thoughts on it um I think that's a good time to wrap up. You know, we're, we're trying to keep these concise now. You know, we don't want to drag on too long. I know we could tend to drag on. But, uh, you know, definitely good talking to you guys. I know it might seem like, you know, a bit of a rough day. But, hey, we had a rough week. But hope you guys got some value out of this. Uh, Neil, would you care to do the outro? Let these people go on their way. Yeah, thanks so much for uh, tuning in to Brew Talk. Um, I'm Nir. This is Chris. Uh, from the bottom of our heart, we thank you, all three of you that are watching. And we'll see you guys in the next one. See y'all next week. Peace.